Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. That's right, 50 episodes and hopefully 50 more in the future. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where's the confetti? I asked for confetti. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, before we introduce, introduce uh, the movies for this episode, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I am, of course, Yemi the Ferret. Who am I here with? Radio Waffles. Daymation. And just Callis. Alright, first things first. Um, have we all watched the movies recently? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I have one question. Them, so I got annoyed. I binge-watched them, but you know, it's all good. Question. Wait, question. Cal. Yes, okay, yeah. My question is... Um, we'll figure is it out. All... Figure it <laughs> out as all... we talk about the movie. Nope. That's a cliffhanger, <laughs> yes. as we put it. There you go. Yeah, there you go. No, anyways, my question is, um, is it okay that I only watched two of the movies? No. No. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, I was just kidding. I Alice, you're out. Phantom, phantom. Go, go. <laughs> Are you you got you're joking right? You're 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 joking me. I'm joking. You, yes, I watched all three. You, all right. Did you right. not watch the third one? Because if you didn't watch the third one, I will nope. allow it. <laughs> Do not say third that. One, third one was bad. No. <laughs> third one's uh, not no, bad. No, 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 no. Uh, it was bad. No. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Oh my god! This is oh. just this is just started oh. off the train wreck right now. <laughs> Intensity. All right, uh, let's go ahead. You guys wanted to kick me out. Wow, well, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's get started. Uh, we'll talk about all three movies in a row. So uh, you know, save your concerns about the third one. What um, movies? What what movies are we watching? So the first one we're going to talk about today is uh, the original Back to the Future. Uh, we watched the whole trilogy, of course, but we're going to start with Back to the Future one, of course. And that movie came out in 1985, and it was directed by Robert Zemeckis, presented by Steven Spielberg. Um, and the synopsis for this one is, 80s teenager Marty McFly is accidentally set back in time to 1955, inadvertently disrupting his parents' first meeting and attracting his mother's romantic interests. Marty <clears throat> must repair the damage to history by rekindling his parents' romance and, with the help of his eccentric inventor friend Doc Brown, return to 1985. And I would like to start this one by saying um, the aging effects aged pretty poorly in this one. <laughs> yeah. I'll say a lot aged badly in this movie. <laughs> Why are you so... You, the Greedy's coming out so negative. I know, right? Jeez. I mean, I just I just thought it looked good. I come out so negative, good. but it's still a good movie. It's still a good movie. Yeah, I mean, especially... I mean, I think Doc... Well, I think that the young actors who were, you know, make into the uh, you know, be older versions of themselves... I think they were looked the worst, but you could still tell, like, Doc Brown, there was aging effects on, you know, things done, like, prosthetics put on his face for that, too. Yeah. Um, just, it just didn't look right, but I, I can, I can suspend my, you know, I, I can, I can forgive it, because it's the 80s, and it, it, it conveys the thing that they wanted to convey, which is, here's the old version, and here's the young version. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's at the point because it's back to the future and you don't know what's the future. You don't know what's the present. You don't know what's the past. You don't know this. You don't know that. Um, very clearly yeah, I'm know pretty sure we all clearly know that he <laughs> went back in time. <laughs> the audience knows. Yeah. I mean, in the first movie. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, they're pretty straightforward with it throughout the entire trilogy, honestly. Yeah. I know exactly where they are. What's going on? It's all timey wimey. Timey wimey. Timey wimey. Timey wimey. The word of the day. Timey wimey. Look it up. Um, but other than that, um, I think, and this kind of goes for all the whole trilogy. I, I think the music is just timeless uh, oh. in, in this oh, entire yeah. trilogy. Yeah, the music um, was great. And they don't like overuse the main theme as much as maybe like an Indiana Jones movie. Like I like how like the theme kind of starts for a second and then goes away as the action kind of keeps going and then it starts again. It's going like, oh, is this the part where he, he's going to go back in the, in the, you know, he's going to go into the future or whatever. I just love how the, the music kind of works with the scene in a lot of ways. You're yeah, wrong, but trying to be good. <laughs> was that composer or, like the same for uh, Jurassic Park? Because it was like the theme was like very similar to Jurassic Park's theme. I don't think it was actually. Um, at least for the third movie, I remember seeing the movie credit, and it wasn't John Williams. Mm. Uh, it may have been for the first one. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention to the credits in the first movie. I'm pretty oh, sure it was the same, quick. same guy for all three of them. Yeah, I think this this guy did the Indiana Jones one as well. Mm. I can see that. Oh, someone named Ellen Silvestri. So no, I guess not the Jurassic Park composer. But it's a very similar theme, and yeah, I agree that it's also a very good soundtrack. Yeah, I could I can listen to it all day. I mean, mm-hmm. just like that main that main theme just always is stuck in your head. Um, and I, I just can't go I, wrong with that. Who is Lewis, right? <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's a little bit different. That's that's a little bit different than what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, you know the like that is what I'm yes. talking about. The composed, score. yeah, the main not, theme, not the Huey Lewis and Johnny B. Good. Well, like, those I mean, are so good. Was, those was, are so good. But I'm just saying, like the the I mean, the composed soundtrack <laughs> for the for the movie is. Better than I think most '80s movies. I think it's probably the best soundtrack from the '80s, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. I can see that. But yes, I mean, yes, greedy. Yeah, the yeah. Huey Lewis was pretty good too. <laughs> yes, the Huey Lewis was good. Yeah, I do love "Power of Love" as well. I don't am take great, great song. <laughs> I, I am a bit, um, the one thing that the movie kind of was weird is, like, it opens up with Marty going into Doc's place, and of course he's been gone for a while, so all his stuff is kind of burnt and on. Why, why, why does Marty just go up to the speaker and just do that one note and then leave? <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> well, well, I mean, he, he was, was called away. Yeah, he was totally oh, late was, to school. Well, yeah, I found out he was late to school. Yeah, but he just, he kind of, he goes in there, he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna hit this note. <laughs> Well, then it blew up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else? Like to he was planning to play more, but it blew up. He like just swept it under the rug and left. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what happens when you put it to eleven, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually really like that first scene because it sets up a lot of little things like the plutonium and like just some of the little history of Hill Valley and stuff. Yeah, yeah and, like, it does a really good job of that. 
a lot of red herring too. Like in like the very first scene, you see like the clock with the little guy hanging from the from yeah. the clock. Yeah, like so many a... calls to to future events. Yeah, that was I think it was the silent movie era actor who did a scene with the clock like that. I can't remember who. Charlie Chaplin. Wasn't Chaplin. It was like the other real famous one. Mm. I can't remember his name now, and that makes me sad. Look it up. <laughs> so, but yeah, but it, like, like just that scene like shows that yeah, Doc's been gone for a while because you see all the you know the burnt toast has been in the toaster forever. The dog food piling up. It's good. It's a well done scene. <laughs> it, this, know, this is gonna be a very long episode if we're still talking about yeah, the introduction yeah. scene. <laughs> oh no! Just, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I, I think I think, Sorry. I think that the, the like all the little things they put in there that kind of hint at future events and you could tell that they had at least the second movie I mean obviously the second movie was 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 being filmed at the same time like we know uh, yeah. but I think they also knew what they Not wanted for to do movie. for the first one the second one was being recorded was being filmed at the same time no the first one was by itself it was the second and third that are filmed at the same time. Well, anyways, I, yes. my point is that they yeah. had the plan for the trilogy throughout the whole thing, even though they were recording yeah. two at the same time at one point. Um, and that's actually a cool thing because they can put in little things for, at the beginning uh, you know, in all these movies to be like, this is hinting to this. Like one of the standout things was, you know, in, the, in this movie, they kind of sh- they kind of have a Western thing going on for, for uh, like a picture. And you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Why is that there? And then the third movie is like a complete Western. So. Yeah. <laughs> But There's cool. a few things. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, it, it makes me appreciate that they had a plan for it because then you think about the new the new Star Wars films and you go, yeah. "Well, why? How did this go so wrong?" You know, well, when we didn't have a plan. Well, back in the yeah. '80s, they 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 had this whole trilogy mapped out. They knew that they were doing a yeah. trilogy, and they it, it works so well. Yeah. Yeah. Not that. Yemi mentioned that I me. Mean, there's a second or in the second movie they mentioned like there's a scene that we'll get to when we talk about the second movie where you know it's just like wow this was planned when you're like oh the doctor died you know like oh and this and that and like you just get thinking and it makes me think you know like back in when these movies were released when you didn't even think that like another movie could be coming out you're like oh no the doctor died you know like, oh no what's going on you know but now that you know we know like the trilogy and we know that there's you no know, backup movies and it's just it's good you know <laughs> there's a few things in the second movie that like seemed like they thought of like the. I'm guessing they didn't quite have the script written for the second movie when they finished the first one. Like it was planned, they had the basic idea, but not the details. Is my guess because there's a few things that they start doing that I'm just that like is never mentioned or anything in the first movie. Like the whole thing about Marty doesn't like being called a chicken. Like yeah. you never that, that never comes that up in the first movie. Too much that yeah. came a little too much, and it it might have been me binge watching you know the trilogy, but that. That became a little too much. Every yeah. movie, it was just like, oh, like, no, did not, he call me? Actually, not <laughs> every movie. Yeah, not every. That one's not every movie. Like, did you did you movie. actually watch the movies, Gritty? Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you watch your movies. <laughs> um, but the one scene, the one scene that's in all three movies is you know him waking up and going, "Mom, mom." Yeah. And that does. Yeah. Watching him back to back, you get it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. 
I like. I feel like Marty at some point would just go. This is a weird dream. He would just know. Oh yeah, this is my life now. Well, you know, this also, is the '80s. Oh. You know, when someone's like surprised or you know whatever, they always faint. You know, like Doc Brown yeah. in, in yeah. this one, he like oh, just kind of yeah. like faints when Marty is like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm from the future," and he's like, "Huh? Yeah. <laughs> what? That doesn't make sense." Like, dude, I have a time machine. I went back to the future where we. <laughs> We got the plutonium back. I can travel wherever I want. Yeah. <laughs> Why something else that was um something else that was in all three movies is like Biff like being buried in a pile of yes. shit. Yes. And that yeah. one I'm okay with. That never gets old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That but, was that was a great scene. <laughs> yeah, they all the other scene is always it's Marty like standing up to Biff and then Biff standing up to his full height. Like from, you see Marty from over soldier going shoulder going, Oh shit, I've made a mistake. Yeah, I, I like it in the second movie the best because, like, you go, yeah. oh, we've seen this before, but then he goes, like, an extra, like, foot because he's got, like, these ex- extendo legs or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but the first movie, I I think that it's very smartly written, the first movie. Um, yes. And mm-hmm. I like all the performances in it. I, I didn't feel like anyone was, you know, I didn't feel like anyone had a bad performance. Um, and... I like the flow of the movie too. I think it has a good flow to it, and it has a good, cl- uh, like a climactic scene, at, at, um, towards the end as well. Yeah. Because you know when he gets there, it's like okay, he had you know we kind of you kind of understand what he needs to do once he you know talks to Doc Brown and stuff, and then the movie kind of just kind of goes from there. There's no like filler or fluff or anything like that. It's just like boom, we're we're going, we're hitting the different things that we need to try and do to get you know time back on the right course, and then and also you know we're trying to make sure that we can get the, the electricity to one point one twenty one gig- gig- gigawatts. To power the time machine and like all that stuff is happening at the end of the movie at the same time and it, like it just it, it's a very nice climactic moment when Marty finally zips away in the time machine. Yeah, definitely. You can definitely tell that um, Steven Spielberg had his hand in producing this because you know he has like all of the all the attention to detail. I mean, I don't know how much was Robert Zemeckis, but you can definitely tell that you know Spielberg did have a lot of involvement in it because you can tell. That it has like his unique movie magic that he brings to so many of his movies. It is magic. Yeah. Yeah, I think another thing that helps this movie kind of stand the test of time. Um, there were there were a few green screens in there, obviously, but I think that there like there wasn't like like any like effects or anything like that that I could recognize. Like you know how in the you know in the second movie they got to show the car flying and stuff like that, and of course it's aged a little bit. Yeah, in this one, it definitely helps it be more like, like I said, it, it helps it stand the test of time because there's not as much of that stuff, and there's actually there's barely any, and in, in, in all things considered. Yeah, it's all definitely first one's all practical, um, you know, with maybe a little rotoscoping, green screen stuff, but yeah, and you know, one of the most famous scenes is when the you know the, the DeLorean goes to the or he uh, where they send Einstein to like the present a minute ahead. Yeah, and they're standing in the fire trail, and you can yeah. definitely tell that Marty and Doc are on a green screen, and they turn around. But other than that, I, d- I didn't really notice anything else that really stood out. Yeah, yeah. I know it's we like talked a... about this before, but when did CGI come out? Was it around this time, or was it before um, then? After there was, there was some CGI stuff coming out around this time, but they were all like, like very obvious. Yeah, I don't. Like, th- I don't think any of. Had... I don't think any of the yeah. Back to the Future movies really used CGI. It was mostly yeah. 
Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, no, it was mostly green. Yeah, mostly like green screen and compositing, and like miniatures yeah. as well. So yeah, a lot of miniatures too. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of times, especially in the second one, you see it um, where it's supposed to. It's like Marty, and then there's two Martys on screen or whatever, but one of them has just the slight halo around them, and you're like, okay, well that's the one in, on the green screen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could tell more with his girlfriend, but yeah, yeah. Wait, for which part of the with the girlfriend? In the second yeah, movie, I could tell more <laughs> with the with the girlfriend when she was in the green screen because you know she's got the hair, so oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. green kind of shows through the hair a little bit. Gosh, when she sees, mm-hmm. especially when she sees her own her self, old self. Yeah, yeah. And Did you guys notice that it is a different actress from the first movie to the second two? Yeah, when when you're watching them all together, you can, <laughs> yeah. it's very obvious, yeah. and it's unfortunate. <laughs> well, Callus didn't notice. <laughs> well, because I didn't watch them like twice in like in a row. I separated them by you know days. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, when I watched it, um, I watched them all back to back, and when the second movie starts. You know, like, oh, they're recapping the final part of the first movie. And it's like, hey, that it, something's yeah, different like, here. Wait a, wait, wait a minute. What? what? <laughs> yeah, I wonder why the the original actress didn't want to continue doing them. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, wow. I looked at her IMDb, and she barely is in any, anything. Yeah. Maybe she I mean, just we, went... It could be related to, not related to, but, you know, like... Megan Fox not doing Transformers, you know, so that might be in the future. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Um, I know, like, like, no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> no, nah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll live through it. Um, but yeah, like, so I know, like, Jennifer was replaced and uh, Crispin Glover, uh, his dad, was also replaced in the other two. Yeah. Which is why he well, role in most of it. Right, yeah. I, I mean, Leah Thompson was used the most out of his parents um yeah it's unfortunate because i think crispin glover has like the best face for like that 80s dad you know young version of him into the old version i think he had the best face yeah. for it because he looks he looks exactly like he would think you know he's he's a he's that nerd you know yeah. he's, he, i mean the other guy did fine you know it, it's not like i'm saying he was bad but just well, watching I mean, the, the first guy, one compared yeah. to like the second or the third where he shows up again you know it's just I mean, you only see him as old George when he's upside down. Yeah, it still looked it still looked too different. I was yeah. like, "Come on!" Well, I guess, I guess you yeah. do see him. You're right. You do see him at the end of the movie too. Um, yeah, yeah, you see, yeah, because yeah, yep, yeah, but yeah, Crispin Crispin Glover apparently was just too hard to work with. <laughs> he's kind of crazy and eccentric. Um, what do you guys think of the whole scene where uh, Marty is running around on the skateboard and Biff is following him? Because I think that stands out as like my favorite scene oh, yeah. in the trilogy, not in the trilogy, but in this movie at least. And I do like how the second movie almost recreates it almost exactly. I think yeah. that's such a nice like callback. Yeah, I really like that scene. It's very fun. Yeah, they're they're both good scenes. I think I like, but the most I like about it is how he like takes the kids like scooter or whatever you want to call it at the time. It looks like a scooter to me, and he just like dismantles it, and then he's like, "I'll give it back to you, kid." And then later, like five minutes later, he gives it back. Yeah. So I think that's cool. 
Yeah, I like in the second one, though, when he tries to give it back, she's like, nah, I got the pit bull now. Yeah, he's like, I got the better <laughs> version. But that was a hover scooter, so. Yeah, yeah. Sad. Yeah, they needed a... a reason to for him to keep the hover scooter for the rest of the movies. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, what was I going to say? I had a... I had a thought, but now it's gone. Something about, you know, probably hoverboards, how they don't... They didn't come true, and we were all upset. Well, yeah, when you have we'll a company about that name in the second, second movie, yeah. when it was 2015, and the hoverboards were a thing, and now yep. in 2015 we did have hoverboards, but they weren't the ones that yeah, they didn't hover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they were just willed things that made you yep. go about the normal speed of walking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, it seems like we have more to say about the second one than the first one. So, yeah. if you guys want well, to move first, on, yeah, I was like, for me, the first one is just it's just perfect. Yeah, first like, one yeah, sets, yeah it's perfect and it sets up things, the rest. Yeah, there are a few. The rest I have issues with, oh. but but yeah, second one is where I think it's and again. Well, let's let's go over our movie, final thoughts but... on the first movie and give a rating uh, real quick. Oh, we're not just doing a rating of the trilogy, okay. Well, we can do a rating of the trilogy at the whole end, but I would like to do each movie individually. Yeah, we got to do each movie. So, I'll I'll, I'll of course start. Um, So, Back to the Future, the first one, uh, as Tay put it, it is the perfect movie. I think it really is. I think the music, the cinematography, the acting, everything kind of comes together. The only thing I really had a gripe with was the, uh, you know, just the practical effects on the faces to make them older, but... Honestly, I don't hold that against the movie enough to lower my score from what it is. Uh, I think that it just has a nice pace to it. The there's a lot, there's a good amount of tension towards the end. Even though I've seen this movie a few times, you know, you still kind of get the goosebumps when you know the main theme starts playing at the end of the movie, and you know he's back in the future. And I just like the wonder and mystery of the whole thing. And yeah, it's a it's a very 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 good movie. It's a very strong opening for the trilogy, and I'm gonna give it a five out of five. Ooh, all right, cool. I agree with Yummy. I I thought the acting was good. The whole like setup for everything was excellent, and I thought you know, being, it's hard to give this review without like looking into the future films, but it makes me wonder like the scenes that they show in the second movie like. Did I not like miss that? Like, it makes me want to go back and kind of watch them, which AKA I didn't. But it makes me wonder, like, did I honestly miss that, or was that just like editing and filming? Which I kind of believe it might be. But everything else, I would agree with Yummy. But I'll give it four and a half out of five. Great, great start. Great start. Yeah. Um. Like I said, perfect. I can nitpick about a few little things here and there. Um. But overall, I give it a 5 out of 5 as well. Okay. Yeah, uh, knowing that this movie came out in 85, that kind of helps me get over some of the effects and other things. But as you guys said, this is like pretty much a near-perfect movie. I loved, you know, it's like one of my favorite movies. I love it front to back, back to front. And yeah, I also had to give it a 5 out of 5. Ooh, I'm the new Coco. Goddamn. <laughs> it's just a point five one lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Alright, so back to the future two. Obviously it picks up right where the first movie 
uh, leaves off. Uh, Marty and Doc are at it again in this wacky sequel to the 1985 blockbuster. <laughs> hey. uh, they head to 2015 to nip some McFly family woes in the bud. But things go away awry when Biff Tannen and a pesky sports almanac... Um, he goes back in time to give the almanac to his younger self, so Marty must go back to 1955 to face Biff and get that almanac back. And of course, this was uh, done in this one was uh, released in 1989, and it was Robert Zemeckis again for the directing credit. Wait, what um, year did it come out? 1989. 89. 89. Okay. Okay, so it did come out a year before the third. Yeah, third. Yeah. Third. So we have yet to mention that. Um, <laughs> The main actors are Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, etc. Or did we? Uh, you know, I think I might have missed that. You're right. <laughs> Mary Steenberg, Thomas F. Wilson. That, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're we're okay with that. Um, I think people know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess to start this one off, I I honestly think that this one is a bit of a dip in quality. Um, not not from like um. I wouldn't say from like a cinematography or music-wise standpoint, but I think the story is not as good as the first one, not as written as well as the first one. Not as one. coherent. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think where they lost it was they tried to make a big deal about uh, Michael J.'s Fox kid and the girl's... Or, yeah, Michael J. Fox and the girl's kid. Jennifer's what? kid, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't. Marty can't and Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, Marty, yeah, those two. And I think they, like, tried to make a big thing about, like, oh, you know, his his kid is, you know, so out of whack, you know, he bad kid, you know, and then, like, they didn't show that, you know. I think that's well, where... I mean, they, they yeah, prevented they, they, it. Yeah, they, uh, they, I mean, they but, kind of showed that he was more of, like, a dip, you know, <laughs> like... Uh, well, you know, he, was, he, he described that uh, there, would, there would be, like, a series of events that would lead to disaster for the entire family, starting with that one event they were trying to prevent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but I agree. Like the buildup was not. It, yeah, it was a big buildup, and then it's like know? the first yeah. fourth of the movie is all like it's just they're like, oh, we resolved it, and you're like, oh, okay, and then this bigger problem, you know, comes about because of it, which is, it's like I wish they would have picked one or the, done the uh, like one or the other, like either do the whole movie about trying to fix, you know, Marty's family, or just somehow Biff, you know, pick a different reason of why they're in the future, and Biff got a hold of the time machine or something, just. Pick one. Yeah, I I think that the one thing that kind of brings this movie down is the fact that they they do go back and forth in time a few a few times. And the first movie was so strong because I think they stayed in that time period and let you get acquainted to it. And it was you know it's a it's a it's a classic fish out of water tale for Marty. But then you could yeah. you could have done kind of do that again for this whole movie in you know the future. Yeah. Uh, but instead they you know they go back and obviously everything is kind of foobar back in you know. <laughs> the uh the Ooh. 80s um and they have to go fix it and go back to the 1999 i i i feel i just feel like it's it's a little bit much and it's it's ambitious to have this much going on but when you start the movie like with that yeah. really cool intro and docs like roads where we're going we don't need roads and i would say like it feels like 30 minutes of the movie is just the future and it's like i would i would love to see more of this future that they envisioned for 2015 because obviously yeah we didn't get it <laughs> But, yeah, right. <laughs> we did it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved Here's to see flesh out the, the re- future a little yeah. bit more. You know, the reason we didn't get that future, guys, is because they they screwed something up in the past again, and they accidentally oh. you know killed the guy who invented hoverboards and hover cars, and 
Yeah. This yeah. is all Marty's Marty and Doc's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right. So, but, question uh, for you guys: Watching this movie in 2021, like, how <laughs> disappointed are you? Like, in what like this big <laughs> divine well, like where like they predicted and now where we're at so there's huh. some things they predicted wrong that i'm glad they predicted wrong that we don't have faxes anymore yeah you don't <laughs> yeah. like there's some of their tvs and screens are bad uh 19. We, have, we do have things like you know turning on lights by a computer and so like, there's some things we have some things that we have that are better but yeah, flying cars, though. But then there's some things we have that are worse. <laughs> I like a lot of the ideas that they had. I mean, obviously they weren't trying to yeah. predict the future, but they had some good ideas of what could happen in the future. I like the uh, self-drying jacket. I thought that was pretty cool, and I like how yeah. it how it morphed to Marty's size. And that's one way that they showed how the other Marty was kind of more of uh, you know, I don't know, a dumbass or whatever, because the one sleeve wasn't working right. He obviously broke it somewhere right. along the line. <laughs> Um, and I also really, I also love those shoes, the shoes that automatically lace, yeah. which yeah. Nike made, I think in 2010. Yeah. What, a, like, what about the sleeves that movie? automatically came up? You know? yeah, I could go for that nowadays. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be good. But obviously there's the like big... a really, uh, a really interesting uh, article is that, you know, like analyzes the movie and lists like every single invention and like what's real today and what's not real. And it's, yeah. It's a cool article. Yeah, I think I've read that article too. Yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing we're missing from this reality is uh, that Shrek 40D or whatever it was called. <laughs> Jaws, you mean? Yeah, yeah that's what it's called. Jaws 19. Yeah. Transformers, you know, robots. Jaws 19 <laughs> in, in glorious 4D. Bad 4D. <laughs> No, the biggest thing that I would love to have is the hover cars, but yes, (laughs) yeah, I mean, I love the way that uh, Doc describes everything, and um, you know, I I really like that idea of using junk to power the car, you know, that was such a cool idea, and that's actually, I would love that more. Yeah, (laughs) well, that's one of the things, like, you can see that contraption, and he actually, I think he uses it in the first movie, so they obviously had the idea for the second one while they were filming this one. Cause... Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they definitely had yep. yeah. a lot of things figured out, but not yeah, all of the You details. can see it throughout the whole trilogy. You know, they know where they're going. They know where they're landing. And, yeah. you know, like... And my favorite was uh, the fuel he used to, like, power up the car. He's, like, grabbing bananas. He's grabbing, like, old, Beer. like... Just garbage. Ginger, ginger yeah. rail, you know, cans. It's just like, oh, I got a fuel. It's like, yeah, what? he like he he's pouring the can into the thing, and then he just throws the can itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is it's great because now he doesn't need to steal plutonium. He's just like, nah, I can just use garbage. <laughs> Future is wonderful. Yeah. But yeah, the problem but, I had to, with this with this movie as a whole is the fact that it does seem all discombobulated. It it felt yeah. to me like it was three different episodes of a TV show like stitched together because they got yeah. the stuff in the future, the past, and the alternate present, and then the stuff with the you know back in nineteen fifty five and. Like, it just felt um, very disconjointed. Yeah, um, like, I, issue, I think it, like they did a decent job of explaining why these things were happening. But yeah, but at the same time, it does feel just kind of like, oh, this is just, this should be like a three-parter episode for a TV show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. My biggest issue is the repetitiveness of like the first movie. I felt like they had to repeat everything from the first movie in the second movie. And that oh, yeah. might have might have been like because of the like delay of like when it came out 
like when did the second movie come out compared to the first? 89 85 89 yeah. Yeah. 85 89 okay so maybe they're trying to like you know we like remind everybody like oh this is what happened oh, it's a callback like, yeah. binge watching it you know mm-hmm. in 2021 you're kind of like all right you know um, I, I, I finished the whole thing and you know i, I started at eight o'clock and i ended at 150 i didn't feel that at all i mean i thought that the callbacks were actually worth it you know like the nice thing about the callbacks is it wasn't just the same scene over it was suddenly here's this scene from a different perspective and different things going on because there's now a second marty in this scene right yes yeah, like you get a different angles yeah. on everything second marty yeah that but it was the maybe it was the sports book i don't know like the sports book kind of like threw me off i was just like what like, that was a bit annoying yeah when like yeah so many different annoying times and yeah. Well, yeah, the switching, of the, like the switching of the sports almanac, did you know it was like one too many time, but and I felt like you know that didn't happen in the first movie, so I I still don't think that your yeah. um your criticism actually fits here because that didn't even happen in the first movie. He got knocked out, but we didn't know that Marty went over to get the almanac and that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, I just, I just don't understand like your line of thought there. It's like, well, I don't like that they do callbacks to stuff from the original but, movie, but then it's like, well, this was something completely different that we didn't even see in the first movie. Maybe it's just like they jumped ships too much. Like they went from the first movie all about being Marty, you know, trying to get the girl and you know the mom and that, and then all of a sudden it's about the book. Well, the book comes in halfway because they needed something to propel the second half of the movie. Because the first, the first, you know, the first part is them getting Marty's family back in order, which honestly is a weak plot thread, even because Doc Brown's own um, scientific stuff is like that, that. Like, I feel like Doc Brown wouldn't want to tamper with the future, right? I mean, if he, if he if he could just literally tell Marty like, "Hey, raise your kid better in the future," and that would change the future, right? Marty's seen his son and you know everything that's happening, probably would change that future anyway. So it's like, well, why even come to the future to mess around with it? But the sports almanac comes in because you know Marty has this idea of gambling, and Biff takes that idea, goes back in time, and changes everything. And I don't mind the concept of the sports almanac. I just I just feel like. It takes a little bit too long for it to be resolved in the end. Like yeah. it's it's too much runaround. What's and also if you think about it, since that sports almanac is from an alternate timeline, so he can't use it anymore. Right. <laughs> like you have changed things so drastically that probably you've probably somehow killed off people who would have been on the teams these for these games and stuff. Or so it's like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, okay, it's not a, like, yeah, it would have gotten you a million, you know, some money at first, but slowly suddenly you realize, oh, this almanac's not working anymore. Yeah. What do you guys think of the uh, alternate 1985 where, like, every everything's everyone's, like, shooting each other and everything's, like, almost post-apocalyptic? Yeah, I think one of the most underrated characters in the entire trilogy is Strickland. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, yeah, Strickland. <laughs> yeah. He he's he's in is he in I don't know if he's in is he in the third he is kind of in the third yeah, yes. one he has yeah, like an old, yes. yeah he has he's like an old western version of himself yeah yeah, he's a I sheriff. Just, yeah I love how he kind of has like that same personality of like ah oh, you're a slacker or whatever throughout the entire trilogy <laughs> and I think that that part that he plays in the second one where he's got the shotgun and the bullet stretch around his chest I just I love that so much <laughs> yeah 
He's in Top Gun too. Ooh. Strickland? Yeah. He went the Top Gun? Wow. <laughs> he went the Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> um I think we're I mean, there are a lot of negatives that we've been talking about, but uh, is there any positives you guys want to talk about? I mean, we already talked about how cool the future kind of looks in the movie, yeah. but is there well, anything like, else like that is positive that you want to talk about? Yeah, like I said, yeah. I, the future stuff, like again, I wish we had seen more of it because I really, you know, that's it's a fun scene seeing Marty interact with the future, getting the hoverboard and stuff. Um, and overall, like it's still a good movie. Like I still think it holds up pretty well. Yes, it's not as strong as the first one or the third one. But... Yeah, yeah, I never, I, agree, I never yeah. felt like it dragged along. I mean, I was still entertained for the most part, and yeah, and obviously the acting's still good. I think and. Like I think everyone did a great job in that. Still, cinematography's yeah. good. And like Amy, yeah, like Amy said, the cinematography and the the score, they're all still good. You know, good parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, the I one just, thing there's, yeah. I'm sorry, there is one scene like so when Biff comes back to the future from the past, you see him like in pain and stuff, and they cut the scene that would made it made it made more sense is he fades out of existence. Yeah, that's in the deleted scenes. Yeah, which. I wish, like, either kept it in or, like, the one sh- few shots we have, you know, you just see his hands fade. Just a hint of, oh, okay, he's fading. Yeah, it was, like, literally, like, two changed. seconds that they took out of the movie, you know? And oh, that yeah. would have made a lot of, uh, that would have made a difference because, you know, he's in pain, he goes behind the garbage can, he fades away. I think that would have been perfect because then you yeah. know that, like, uh-oh, something, something weird just happened, you know? I mean, obviously, you know something weird is happening when Biff gets in the machine, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Really, like, really what should have happened is, because I think in the deleted scene, you see them take off and leave, and then he fades away. But either way, it's like, they should, Marty and Doc should have started to see, uh, like, everything. It wasn't just, it shouldn't have just been Biff fading away. Everything should have been fading away. That timeline was no longer existing. Yeah, that would have been... That would have been cool, but it might not have been in the budget. Maybe I don't know. Probably, yeah. So you would just suddenly see Marty and Doc, you know, just like, wait, what? Oh no, everything's in hell. And then they gotta go back <laughs> and figure out what's going on. Yeah. But I think again, I think it was just because he finally fades away at, right after they vanish or back to the past, so they don't see anything change. I I also think um this is I'm gonna go back to something negative I I think that it's it's kind of it's just so unbelievable that Marty wouldn't see that thing or hear the time machine taking off I mean he's right there when Biff gets inside it and yeah. you, you just see him kind of been, looking the wrong way the whole time it's like yeah it would have been better if he Biff had taken it right as Mar- you know Doc called Marty over right but and instead he he's like I'm, distracted by a dog being walked. By a robot, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which we do have that in this this day and age, you know. Oh. I've seen people walk dogs with their drones. It's not entirely safe, but yeah. Oh, it's definitely not safe, <laughs> and I definitely don't agree that you should do it. But I've seen people do it. Really, I haven't seen that. I think there was like Alexa's vacuums. <laughs> yeah, I think there was one person who did a like, and you know, it was a YouTube video. Hmm. Well, uh, are you guys ready to give your final thoughts and rating on this one? Yeah. Sure. Let's go. All right. Yeah, so, one more thing to say. No. What was that? Go, go ahead. I have one. Uh, mean, if you guys don't mind. No, no go, go ahead. for it. 
what happened to uh Michael J. Fox's uh, girlfriend in the second movie? Can we call him Marty? We <laughs> <laughs> call Jennifer? Marty. What happened to Mary? <laughs> no. What like, happened to Jennifer? <laughs> Marty and Jennifer. Get that in your head. She was just like sleeping through most of the shit. Yeah, she she was asleep. Doc put her to sleep with a sedative. Then she woke up, found saw her future self, passed out again. They took her back to 1985, put her on the porch to so Marty could come wake her up later, and she would think it was all a dream. When they went to back to the 1955, um, you know, Marty was worried about her, but Doc's like, no, don't worry. As long as we change the future, it'll just rearrange around her, and she'll still just be sleeping on the porch. Yeah. They, you know, obviously when they bring her to the future, you think that she's going to have some sort of role in the whole thing, but mm-hmm. she's literally knocked out as soon as they get there. And then the rest yeah, of the movie I've, is just like. I felt like that was a little bit of a drop off. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah it's, it's not, it wasn't the best idea. I mean, obviously they, I, they obviously didn't know what to do with the character, you know, her character no, in general. Not at all. <laughs> um, Maybe it was well, because I mean, like the original actress wasn't there, so they kind of had to change the script a little bit to yeah. take her out of it more. Yeah, yeah probably. Like so I think they did the same with um, the dad. Yeah, but um, but I could. I mean, she had an important part, I guess, kind of to see you know the home life and that Marty got fired and then he changed his future so she could, you know, see that he changed his future. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> So that we could see that he changed his future. But, you know, we kind of get that just by him not racing needle. Well, yeah. I like that the payoff is in the next movie, you know? So it's, yeah. it, it kind of um, yeah. just shows the whole grand scheme of it. And yeah. funny enough, and I guess I should I should mention this in the next part, but Flea, the, the bass player from yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. plays Needles in this yeah, and in Back to the Future. That was cool. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah. That's that's all I had. Okay. Rate. Let's so, rate it. All right. So yeah, my thoughts in total. Um, yep. I think that there's still a lot to like in this movie. Like, I don't think this is a complete waste of time. But there is a lot of parts where they do kind of waste your time during the movie. You know, the whole thing with them swapping out, you know, they, you know Biff has the old Mac. Marty has it. Now Biff. Now Marty. I don't know. I think one of those could have just been eliminated for for the movie to flow a little bit better. And I, it does feel like a very disjointed movie when you look at it in the whole screen, you know, scheme of the entire trilogy. Because as we'll talk about in the next movie, they kind of go back to the formula of the first one, where Marty's stuck in one time period for the most part. And this one, you know, since he's going between three different time li- you know, time periods, it just kind of just feels like a Saturday morning cartoon instead of a, a cohesive movie experience. But with that being said. Still really enjoyed the future stuff. I feel like they should have used Jennifer's character more because it just seems a little weird that they would bring her there just to knock her out. Um, obviously, she has some stuff with the plot, but still, it's like, you know, in that case, just don't bring her, you know? <laughs> you, know? Um, I, you know, obviously, the, the effects are a bit aged with, you know, DeLorean flying around and stuff like that. I think it's a little bit more noticeable in this movie, which makes it a little bit more aged than the first one. And um, I think all, all in all, it's still it's still like, you know, the, the music's still great and the cinematography's still great, but the writing just leaves a little bit to be desired in this one. Um, so all in all, and I do like the, th- you know, the callbacks to like the first movie, you know, the entire scene where he's on the hoverboard is like a reshot of the original scene. And I, I love that so much because it's like, it's like the same thing, but it's also like the future, you know, so really cool there. So all in all, I, I'm going to give this one a three and a half, three and a half out of five. Okay. Yeah, I agree with mostly what Yemi said, and I do 
like the callbacks and but I do feel like callbacks got a little obnoxious at times and it just felt like and again it could have been just me binge watching it's just been you know callback callback and I'm just like oh here's that part again oh here's that you know reference again but I did like the acting you know as the first one and I do as I said earlier you know like the Jennifer, you know, just kind of being thrown in and then, like, just kind of forgotten about. It was just, like, a little scratch on my head. But I do like the ending. The ending kind of got, you know, like, oh, did the doctor really die? And then, you know, the ending with the letter and all that. It was just kind of, you know, heartwarming. And then you... One thing I do like about all these movies was, like, it built up to the next movie. And it didn't leave you without a doubt another movie was coming so you know 19 it said 1885 you know next movie and it gave you previews of the next movie so i do like that it was overall i mean i will say out of total i'll give it a three five i think i think i do think this one was the weakest out of them all yeah definitely the weakest um of the three like it's it feels like it's just kind of and it like set up for the third movie, but it just overextended. Like they they definitely could have gotten rid of like while they're, it's kind of fun that he knocks those goons out, you know, with those sandbags, um, because he has the the magazine or whatever. It's like I feel like they could have just cut all of that out and just had he had to get the book back from you know Biff. Like he didn't get it when Biff knocked. I don't know. They they could have worked it a little better, cut a little time off. But I do like that, you know, it sets up the third movie very well, and there's a lot of fun things in it. Like, I still enjoy it, but it is the weakest of the three. Um, so, yeah, I also give it a 3.5 out of 5. But, yeah, I agree with mostly with what Greedy said in that, like, the callbacks were, a lot of them were clever, and I do enjoy seeing callbacks and, you know, just seeing things be repeated, but, like, in a new way. But yeah, after a while, it just became like, oh, okay, yeah, here we go again. Like, at the point, it got to the point where too much is a little bit too much. So I understand where he's coming from with that. But overall, um, yeah, there were certain things, as Tay said, like with uh, him getting the almanac back and you know, getting it from Biff and then getting it from the principal and then getting it from like so many different places that just kept dragging on so many times. And uh agree that it is the weakest of the trilogy. And uh, if it wasn't part of the trilogy, I would probably skip it. But being that it is like so integral to the plot and important to watch all three, you know, I still watch it and it's still enjoyable for the most part with, uh, you know, the characters are still good. The music is still good. And uh, I would give it a three out of five. All right. Yeah, we forgot to mention like the ending is really cool. How uh, yeah, the yeah, we is did good. not mention the ending at all. Yeah, the Delorean yeah. gets it's hit like by our lightning. First movie ever. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was like, we can't really talk about the ending, but the ending is good. Yeah, it's actually like so well written and like because yeah, like Doc disappears in the Delorean when he gets hit yeah. by lightning, and you're like, oh I do shit. Like the letter. I yeah, do and like then the... then the guy comes with the letter, and I, I felt like that was just like such a great moment in. The one thing I will yeah. say is I hate how like they just kind of like spoil the entire third movie at the yeah, end of this one with the previews. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they reveal too much. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, all in all, I, I think the ending was was superb on on Back to the Future too. 
But let's move on to the third one. Uh, this is the final one. This one came out in 1990, so only one year after the last one. This is the final installment of the Back to the Future trilogy, and it finds Marty... Uh, what? Digging? Digging? Digging the trusty DeLorean out of a mine shaft. It's so weird how they wrote that one. And looking for Doc in the Wild West of 1885. Um, and, of course, the time machine breaks down. They have to find a way to get back to the future. Right. Well, the, what I have is stranded in 1955s. Marty McFly learns how the death of the Doc learns. Oh, man. All right. We don't, I, it's just, uh, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's just stop you there. Doc there. Brown. <laughs> so essentially, yeah. Marty has to Brady. find Doc in the in the past, but pretty he has much, to yeah. Use they Doc learn about the doctor's death, and he has to yeah. use <laughs> the Doc from the current time that he's in, trapped in, which is 1955, to get the DeLorean back up and running after they find it in the mine shaft because the Doc Brown hid it there a long, long time ago. Um, and of course, he it's revealed that the, you know there's a tombstone there and it has Doc Brown's name on it, and that's where the events go from there. Um, so obviously this one, uh, to start it off, takes a little bit of a different approach with the, with the entire thing. Um, it's not, uh, it's not exactly like the first movie, but like I said before, it is kind of, it does follow kind of the same structure where Marty's kind of stuck in one time period for the most of the movie. And I actually really, really, really love how they get to that Western part of the movie. I think that the whole build up to getting him to the old West is like so good. I really enjoyed that a lot. What I also love about the that whole in him in the fifties and like okay we're repairing the time machine and like you see Doc holding a microchip and then what he replaces it with is just a giant thing on the dash like yeah. or on the hood. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Replace one little thing and then the walkie talkies he gives them new batteries and they're just like big old I don't really know what size of battery that would be. But... Huge. <laughs> uh Double double Z's, right? Yeah, yeah I, ju- I just love like all the different energy. Yeah, I just love all the different things that Doc Brown says about his future self, and he's like, "Why did I do this? Why? What is this? What is that?" I just love that whole that whole build up to getting yeah. the time machine working again. Yeah, it was good. But and then he goes back. <laughs> yeah, I also really like the rest of the movie too. I just thought yeah. that the beginning sets it up so well. Um, yeah, and it starts you in like a place that you kind of already know, right? So you got like that feeling of like, okay, he's still in the fifties. We, you know, Doc is still Doc, and Marty's still Marty. Um, and then once once he goes to the old west, you know, none of it really matters. You know, Doc is now a blacksmith, and he's going by Clint Eastwood, and they still gotta fight Biff in the end, though, <laughs> or well, <Yep>. a tan. Little <laughs> Biff. I, I, I do feel this movie is a bit slower than the rest of the movies. Like, I think that the pacing is a little bit off throughout it. Yeah. But I think this movie has some really, really great moments in it. Um, I, I, I think agree. it is very enjoyable. Yeah. Like, I like that. You know, it's it's very simple. It's like, oh, okay. You, I'm going to get shot. Then let's go back. Okay, but the DeLorean's broken. Well, we can't fix that this time. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, immediately it's them just trying to figure out how to get it up to speed. And then because of that, you know, they see Clara and they save Clara, which I don't get. Like, so on the tombstone, this is the one thing that was a little wonky time wise, I guess. On the tombstone, it says that his beloved Clara, um, you know, set up this tombstone. But the tombstone would have been put on Monday, 
And if time, I guess, had gone normal, Clara would have died. Like, she would have met Doc at the train station and then died the next day. Yeah. That is that is one of those moments where it's like, um, I have a question, uh, teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this timeline does not quite add up. Yeah, um, I'm I'm, one, yeah, I'm wondering if they just kind of put that on there just because they had, like, maybe they did spend that whole day at the fair or whatever together, and no yeah. matter what. But then, because, you know, she, she rides off without the doc because the doc's not there to pick her up. But in. Yeah, so it's like she may have died later because the doc would have actually picked her up. Right. And so she wouldn't be out there at that time, but later would be. I don't know. I guess, I mean, you know, they, they can easily say, yeah, no, time was changed because events changed. Right. Either way, she was supposed to fall in there and she didn't. I do like that little touch where you know when when the movie concludes, they have the different yeah. sign there for the for the ravine. You know, it's because it's supposed yeah. to be like Clayton's, oh, yeah. Clayton's Fall or something like that. But instead, Clayton's it's like ravine and now yeah, it's called Eastwood Ravine. Yeah, yeah. Like it, was, it was the same in the first movie. It was the Twin Pines Mall, and then when they go back, it was the Lone Pine Mall. Right. Um, which I really like those small little details that they do. Yeah, there's a lot of clever things that they happen, like that they play around with, you know, being in the past, you know, the whole thing when he throws the plate and it has like frisbee on it, mm-hmm. and like the thing with um, uh, I forgot what the other one is that I was going to use as an example. <laughs> like I like how ZZ Top was in the movie. <laughs> yes, that was. Wait, the... who was ZZ Top? ZZ Top the was the band that was playing. <laughs> Didn't you notice it did the guitar oh, spin? Come on. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. It, it kind of takes <laughs> took me out of the movie a little bit when they they did the guitar spin and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I guess I can forgive it because you know it's ZZ Top. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, I I don't be, I don't know ZZ Top like so the guitar spin doesn't take me out because I didn't know that was the thing ZZ Top did. Yeah, oh, me yeah, neither. They're, they're famous for that. <laughs> oh. I know their music, but I've I've never actually yeah. seen what they look like. Well, they're, the other thing I. They're the only thing I know about them, yeah, they have like big beards and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I knew ZZ Top did the so- did a song, which I think was played during the end credits. But yeah, I didn't realize they were also in the movie. Oh yeah, they were in that whole, that whole scene was like just it was all surrounding them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Hey, where's ZZ Top? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> they did, you know, they did a good job. It was a good band. So did anyone else uh, have a hard time believing that because he got so good in that one arcade machine that he's like a real life yes. really good shooter? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, they they uh, let's let's be honest. They set it up pretty well though because they had yeah. him play the arcade it, game up in the genius, second yes. game. Um, but yeah, it's hard to believe that he'd be a crack shot almost right away. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because it's like um, those arcade guns don't have kickback. Yeah. Real guns. Uh, have uh, kickback. Yeah, there's a huge kickback on, on revolvers. Yeah. I know that I've. It's like, yeah, I, I'm good at Halo. Doesn't and when I go out and to you know go shooting with friends back in the day, I don't anymore because they all live in Utah still. But we'd go out and it's like I try it and go like, I didn't hit the target once. <laughs> it's really difficult. Yeah, not as easy as it looks in the games. Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been more funny for Marty to have like missed every shot and him be like, oh, I guess it's not like. You know, the arcade, yeah, the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's weird that the he, like he tried to change right to his right hand, you know, because that's his dominant hand. And the guy's like, no, 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 you got to keep with it with the left hand. It's like, what? You you're setting him. Uh, it's an arcade game, I guess. He's setting him up for failure. Yeah, <laughs> it was free to play, so I don't know. 
<laughs> so um, the one thing I want to say, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it, uh, but Doc, Doc and Clara's relationship obviously goes a bit fast. Yeah. But I do, I did like, like, I did like seeing Doc Brown be infatuated with a woman because, you know, he, there's this whole buildup where he's like, ah, what, a woman? What, what I, I'm scientific. I don't care about women. Yeah. And then, well, there's that line in the second movie where he's like, we're gonna, I'm going to destroy the time machine and then I'm going to solve the next biggest mystery of the world women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think once it got going, it, it became a lot day. more believable. <laughs> yep. But, the whole, you know, love at first sight type thing is a little bit cliche. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it only because, you know, that was a moment where he did save her life. So, you know, she was definitely a lot of emotions was going on back then. Yeah. Which there, is a callback to the first happened. movie where Marty saves his mother's life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that is a real thing. Like, you know, if you go through um, traumatic events together, your the har- I don't remember the my wife knows better, but the like the hormones or something. You like you you feel infatuation. You think it's fatu- infatuation, and then if you know, there's a lot of movies based on it, like Jurassic Park and stuff, or Jurassic World. Where it's like, oh, we we went through this traumatic thing together. We love each other, and then <laughs> in the sequel, you see they broke up because yeah, no. Why don't you get away from that event? You realize if you have nothing in common or anything, you go, oh, this is not anything. Uh, luckily, yeah, and the, and the thing and back... Clara, they had stuff in common. So, and like yeah, I the said, thing like... also with that. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I was about to. I was just gonna say, like I said, it starts off a little rocky for me, but I think it yeah. blossoms into something that actually is more believable. Yeah. And, and what I was I gonna was... say is that, uh, like people back then also like, it's not uncommon for someone to like fall in love and then get married the next day, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Well, and I was always thought from Doc's point of view. Second, he found out it was Clara. Like, in his mind, he went, oh, this is the woman I'm going to fall in love with. You know, she is kind of cute. Yeah, let's do this. You got, I mean, it you got a Snapchat? <laughs> it, it takes him a day. Hey, I mean, you're digits. <laughs> it takes him a day or two to finally admit to Marty, yeah, let's just call it what it is. I'm in love with her. <laughs> yeah. I think that the... I also think that the misunderstanding between the two of them is actually pretty pretty nice, too. I mean, Doc, like, literally comes comes clean and she still doesn't believe him because just like you know, she thinks that he's just like quoting Jules Verne or whatever. Yeah. And I really like that touch. You know, like a doc actually loves this woman enough to be like, "I am from the future, and this is what's happening, and I want you to come with me." And she's like, "Fuck you, <laughs> I don't believe you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't until you know she hears that barbed wire salesman talking about him. Right. <laughs> that puppy. That, dog, that must puppy have been quite a job. Yeah. And speaking of that scene, uh, I, one of my favorite scenes is like when Doc Brown takes a, the shot of whiskey and then just immediately falls to the floor. <laughs> yeah, I put yeah. that on repeat. Like falls to the table. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I think like this movie, like I was saying before, like the movie is, has a little bit of a slower pace, especially towards that middle point. But pretty much from the moment that he tells Cla- you know Clara that you know he's from the future to the end is like lightning fast it's such a nice chain of events to lead up yeah. to that finale and i think it does it pretty well, it, perfectly it does it really good like the whole gunfight scene is probably my favorite scene in this movie yeah like finally yeah. you realize that was, that was marty did, like gets over the chick being called a chicken and it's just like no this guy's a butthead <laughs> um and or whatever it was it should be forced to do it anyways yeah well yeah and then he gets forced to do it anyways and he finds a way to 
you know, go around it by setting up the bulletproof vest, which was a callback to mm-hmm. two. Yeah. So, I like. I just love the way that scene comes together. Wait, what's under callback to the first one? It was well. It might have been the first one because they were watching Clint Eastwood on the TV in in Marty's house. Well, and the first one is when Doc Brown puts a bulletproof bulletproof vest on. Oh yeah, true. Know, yeah, the, he, yeah, that's true. There's a bulletproof vest in every movie. True, but he Marty also sees Clint Eastwood do the same thing. Um, yeah, in the second movie. It wasn't in the second. I yeah. thought because I thought it was in the first one for some. No, reason. it was Biff was watching oh, it, was it with his ladies in the hot tub. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't remember exactly. It doesn't matter. Everything's blended together with you now. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Binge just watching. like well, I I binged watch it, and um, unlike Greedy, I actually was entertained the entire time I was watching all three of the oh, movies. Wow. Yeah. Right. So I told out. I well, always, yeah. I, I binge watched the first two, and then watched the third one the next day, and I yeah I enjoyed them all. Yeah, I can't say that my experience was lessened by binging them all together because they all worked so well combined, you know? Yeah. I feel like if you're well, starting to kind of get, um, you know, fatigue from watching them, maybe, yeah, maybe a binge isn't a good idea. But if you were enjoying them like I was, like, I was excited to get to the next one. You know, when the third one came around, I was excited for it. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. it's it's midnight and I'm ready to go. Like, I was excited to see the conclusion all together as one big thing. And actually, I think that actually helped you know, it actually was the best way to watch them, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll do it someday. I've never done that, but sounds like an interesting thing to do. Wait, un- unlike, you know, the Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or whatever, I mean, the, the Back to the Future movies, I mean, what's the they, longest they one's like an hour 50, you know? Yeah, hour 50, yeah. not even two hours. Yeah, so yeah they're it's not, not even hours, that bad. And they're, like, so tightly knit together. Like, even watching Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, like... I don't know if Phil, I mean, Lord of the Rings, I guess it's been a while since then. Lord of the Rings, I guess, picks up right where the other ones left off. But like Star Wars, you know, there's always the two years like between each episode. Like you don't see what's going on. So it's what it's like you don't have to watch them back to back. Like it doesn't change the experience, I don't think, Phil. While this one, yeah, definitely like because they're just so tightly knit and just well done, I think. Yeah, and I'm I'm also glad that they never did go ahead and do like a fourth one or like a yeah. reboot because the ending of this movie it says the end and when you see the yeah. end you know it's like wow that was the ex- that was the end right there because all the I other mean, ones say to be continued up, like yeah. what more do you want <laughs> well I mean the yeah. train comes in so they could still do something with the time machine yeah I mean they they made a cartoon about the the train well then also it Telltale wasn't made a game that was like. In between oh, yeah. the first and second movies. Yeah, I've played a little bit of that, but I don't know. I think that was a good way to like end yeah. it. Like, no, the and train like, destroys yeah, the car. It's not un yeah. and save it, you know, pretty much. Yeah, and then we, but wait, we wait, wait isn't there like a story? Wasn't there like another car in um nineteen fifty five for when Doc Brown himself went back? No. Or Never mind, he buried into the mine. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Okay, we're good. Yeah, Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so, the one thing, like, I like that Robert Zemeckis and, um, some, I can't remember, Bob, I think it's Bob Gale, is it the other writer? Uh, you know, they've said there will never be a fourth one, there will never be a reboot as long as we're alive. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I think that's the best decision, though. I think that, like, this yeah. whole trilogy is so conclusive, and it feels like just a big epic when you put it all together. I just I just don't see a fourth one fitting in. Like you can't set it directly after the third one. 
you know. But they learned their lessons from Indiana Jones 4. Well, yeah. Try not to think <laughs> about that one. But even like the original <laughs> trilogy of Indiana Jones is a bit shattered because you you know you go back in time for the second one to for, you know into Indy's past and then you go shoot to you know past the first movie and into the third one. It still isn't like a cohesive unit. Yeah. Whereas with mm-hmm. Back to the Future, it is like watching one movie. You know, even though it feels a little bit disjointed in the middle there with the Back to the Future too, I, I still feel like it. It feels like one whole movie to, together when when you watch them all in a row. Yeah, yeah, I still say this like it's. I always tell everyone it's like my favorite trilogy of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. I think after rewatching them, I would say it, it is just a. It is just above the original Star Wars trilogy for I, me. I would. I would like if somebody uh, released a binge. Uh, a binge edit. Where, yeah, like, honestly, it, it probably is out there <laughs> illegally. Maybe. Probably, or yeah, just you know, cuts out the like because each movie begins with the same the scene how, the scene that ended in the last movie. You know, right. to give you a reminder, it's like it'd be nice if they just cut those scenes out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when I was watching them, I, I I would watch to the end of the the movie, and then I'd be like, well, I can skip the first you know two minutes mm-hmm. of the next one. <laughs> yeah. But I, I did watch the beginning of the part two because it has the new actress, and I was like kind of weirded out by that. But the yeah. third movie comes along. I skipped a little bit to, uh, ahead to the two minutes or three minutes, whenever the actual movie like, actually starts. Yeah. yeah, when the title comes in. I would like to... or I, I remember... <laughs> I just remembered. Um, so the scene where... At least, I noticed it in the second one. I didn't notice it in the first one. The scene where Doc pulls into the driveway at the very beginning and knocks over the garbage cans and everything... You can clearly see the stunt devil. <laughs> like, it's clearly not uh, Christopher Lloyd because he's this, like this guy with a big, bulky like head wearing a really shitty wig. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh. Uh, so go look for that next time you watch it. Yeah, probably be a few years before I do that again. But yeah, yeah, probably. Also, did you notice like in the first movie, you can see like in the background, you can see the the alternate Marty from the second movie. No, I'm making this up. I'm kidding. <laughs> in the first movie, you can actually see an alternate Marty from the first actor who was going to play Marty that they went, no, this guy's not going to work out. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, they kept the shots where he's driving around the mall, uh, like the long distance shots. That's not Marty. So mm. it's the original actor. But so far, you can't see. So they didn't care. <laughs> I just found that out last night. <laughs> cool. Any other okay. thoughts? Anyone? Uh, so, yeah, the whole train pushing the DeLorean and everything. I yeah. think that's another great scene. <laughs> I was going to say, we got to bring up the train scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great scene. Not, I don't think it's quite as good as the um, the gunfight scene, but it's still a good scene. Yeah. Um, I think, I like, I think cohesively ahead. wise, I think the entire last segment of the movie is like pretty, yeah. pretty perfect. I when they yeah. When they get onto the train, I feel like, you know, like the intensity kind of ramps up because of the logs burning and going faster and faster and yeah i, I really enjoyed yeah. that i like how I they like... the hoverboard too oh yeah, yeah. back into it yeah, yeah. it's like dog take this it's like a hoverboard in 1855 what <laughs> yeah i really like how all three movies have like this final scene that's like very tense and like they cut it like right in the nick of time and it's it, like all three movies do a really good job of you know doing the of ending the movie like yeah. the climax yeah i will say marty's an idiot though go in the first end of the first movie he's like it's time machine i'll give myself 10 minutes 
Wow. It's like, dude, give yourself like an hour or something. <laughs> I guess he wasn't expecting to have to, you know, run the whole way to the yeah, right. Part yeah. Of, but I guess so. Yeah, I love how like you know, obviously the DeLorean goes back to the future, and um, you know, the he goes to the future, and you know, the bridge is complete, and then you know when the train. It's just it's such a, it's such a good a series of events there. You know, I love how it looks. I, and and I also like how huge the explosion the train was. It just yeah. seemed to be like yeah. it seemed it seemed to be like you know Transformers esque. You yeah. know, <laughs> over well, yeah. You can it almost like <laughs> part of part of that explosion when the train falls down looked like it was composited on. Like they weren't happy with like the original explosion of the train. Like it yeah. needs to be bigger, <laughs> and so you can tell like they composited on oh. some fireballs and like coming on at the end. Yeah, that I did notice like, that. <laughs> that sounds like Transformers right there, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's set aside. Bigger! <laughs> and it was like, it looked so cool, like, up until that point, too. Yeah, like, it looked perfect, and then you just get this weird, like, hiccup, weird, like, smoke on, and you're like, what? I will, I will say this. Um, I know, I know, you know, Clara was trying to get the doc you know she's trying to get back to the doc to tell her she tell him how it feels. yeah she definitely would have died i think she yeah, would have died in that situation <laughs> yeah. and i also find her character like throughout the whole movie she's pretty smart but at that moment she gets on the train and i mean she it's yeah. just like it's such she, a dumb idea for her yeah. to do that but they had they had to get some way to get you know them back together and so i, I guess that's what uh you know wrapped up in the tracks or the wheels i guess you'd call it and she would have been sucked in yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i guess she knew that he was about to disappear forever out of her life so she was like desperate and you know willing to do whatever to you know get his attention and get back to him you I know the so. real ending of this should have been that Bright doc doesn't hear her gets back in the door and goes into the future and it still gets named clayton ravine <laughs> that would that actually that would have been yeah. really uh, interesting that's yeah, how would it been a bigger conspiracy than the ball being named? What was it, Lone Creek and then Pine Creek, Lo- right? No, it was Twin Pine no. and Lone Pine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been that would have been bittersweet, you know. You know, they think that they changed the future by saving her, but then it just ends up the same anyway. That that would have been bittersweet, but uh, I'm not saying I don't like the actual ending that happened. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I do find Doc Brown's kids to be a little creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, name them Jules and kids. Vern. Like, come on. <laughs> You're going to name Marty your dog kids. Einstein and Copernicus. And you go Jules <laughs> and Vern for the kids. Like, oh, boy. I do yeah. like that, how Einstein was in all three movies. <laughs> yeah, even though he was Copernicus yeah, or whatever in the yeah. 50s. Uh, I do... I do like, um, oh crap, what was I going to think? What was I thinking? Um, well, you're thinking about it. Let me just say real quick. I really like the part in the third one where um, the, the party is like, oh, we got to go back and take care of Einstein. And then, yeah, like, Doc's eyes light up as like Einstein. Like, he actually thought that we had to take care of the real Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I like when he says it's th- that's what it was. That's what I was going to think. When, like, he's oh. like, yeah, that's the way you call your dog in the in the future. And, like, he gets this look <laughs> like, oh my God, is like, get any more, like, <laughs> 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 like, he's upset with himself. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
You named your dog Einstein, you pretentious bastard. <laughs> well, uh, anyone else got something to say about uh, part three? Yeah, I think part three. I, yeah, it's it's fun. Said everything I wanted to say. I thought I thought yeah. was going to be more negative I, I, when he was talking at the beginning. Wow, yeah. that's you your assumption. Up for no so that wasn't my <laughs> assumption. You, you you were definitely being very negative about something. Nope. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, let's uh, let's go into it. Um, I'll start, of course. I guess Callus agrees with you, so I want to hear you guys. So, Callus, you go second. <laughs> what? Well, I we can replay the your audio from the beginning. <laughs> Add it in post. Um. Anyway, uh, so back to the future part three. I like it almost as much as the original movie, but yeah, like I said, it takes a little bit longer to. The um like in the middle there's like a bit of a slowdown that I wasn't like super happy about but it's not super terrible you know even at one a.m. I was still really enjoying the time I had you know was watching it uh, I think this movie has a lot of memorable scenes in it uh, the whole ending segment is like my second favorite scene in the in 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 the movie trilogy um, and I also like where it starts you know back in nineteen fifties and you know you're you're interacting with the younger Doc Brown and. Um, I, I really enjoyed how Marty gets to the past and then the whole, you know, it goes from there. Um, there was a lot of great acting. Uh, the, the Once again, the music was still pretty good. It had, instead of it being, you know, a little bit more orchestra, it was, it was, it definitely had more of that Western twang in there uh, for the soundtrack. And I really liked that touch. And I think the acting was pretty good all around. Um, and I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Alice, you want to go? You want me to go? You go I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I agree with Tammy. I thought the movie was decent. <laughs> I, I feel like no matter what I say, it's just going to be debunked, and you guys are going to be like, oh, you guys are lying. No, I mean, I just, I just was wanting you to clarify. Like, you were very yeah. angry at the beginning of the podcast, and I just feel like we didn't get that, get a conclusion to that. I feel like, I, I don't know. I felt like the train scene. I don't know it's just like i am i don't get why you guys are thinking that i thought it was i'm so angry about the movie i thought it was fun i thought it was good i thought i liked how they went back and i liked the timeline i liked the acting and i liked the just the overall theme of it and i thought it was something out of the ordinary and like i don't know it just feel like I don't know what else to say because it doesn't matter because you guys are going to say something and no, I'll give it a three and a half out of five. I think oh, I, think I gotta th- say something. I think all three of us agree that you like when we started the podcast, we talked. Yeah, we said, you were like ah, third one. Rah, yeah, definitely. I, see, see, so it doesn't matter what I say. So no, you, go. <laughs> you seem <laughs> angry at yeah, it. Yeah, like oh, I thought you were gonna be much more negative about the movie. That's all I'm no, saying. I, That's all I'm I saying. I think the third one is the best out of them all. So oh, that, see, okay. that doesn't okay. I'm gonna edit this. <laughs> okay. and no, no, I'm gonna send you the clip to you. I'm just gonna yeah, okay. The first one. I think you gave the first one a better rating. Yeah. No, yeah, right. yeah, you're right, you're right. But I thought the third was better than the second, and no, I think no, that's okay. where you guys well, are yeah, coming no, from. No, no, I think that's where you guys are coming from because I was so angry about the third. Don't worry, I'll, I'll edit out the, the the part that I you know I'm talking about so you can kind of get some context. It's okay. Yeah. See, here we go. <laughs> right. I, I just uh, want you to understand why we're confused. That's it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. 
I'm joking. Yes, I watched all three. All right. Did you not watch the third one? Because if you didn't watch the third one, I'll allow it. <laughs> Do not say third that. One, third one was bad. No. Third uh, one's not no, bad. No, 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 uh, no. It was bad. No. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, let's move on to Tay. Uh, the Tay. Yeah. So obviously, I love this movie. Um, it's definitely. I think it definitely holds up. It's definitely better than the second one. Um. I I really like you know the the western theme and all the things are going with. There's a few little things here and there that just like weren't quite as like in the first one is very like they thought of like you know they followed their rules they followed things really well. Um, this one there's a few little things that kind of break that and you know it's not quite as uh, clean I guess as the the first one. Uh, but overall. It's still a wonderful movie. I, you know, I enjoy the the gunfight, the train, uh, the stuff at the very beginning. You know, just getting the whole western vibes. Uh, so I'd give this also a four out of five, or a four point five out of five. Cool. Yeah. Um. Overall, this was a very enjoyable movie. I really do like the the western theme that the entire movie did, and uh, even though the, like they were in the old west, they still had like a lot of fun with it and. Everyone seemed to have like fun, you know, dressing up and you know playing the their parts, you know, back in the old west days. But yeah, like Tay said, there's like a few things that kind of threw me off. Like I didn't, we didn't really talk about uh, Marty's family, like <laughs> with the Irish accents. That that whole scene kind of like threw me off a lot, and I don't understand why they keep kept bringing back that Seamus. Yeah, Seamus. They they keep bringing him in for like so many different scenes, and I didn't understand why. Yeah, I didn't mind that. But, I, it is weird that they got Marty to play in the second and third one. Marty plays, yeah. or Michael J. Fox plays every role of his family <laughs> besides <laughs> right, exactly. one that Leah, Leah Thompson is. And it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, that Leah Thompson and like Marty will look as they look like because you know in 1985 they are like not even related and they also look alike. And, hmm. Or yeah. oh, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Well, like yeah, the mo- like the wife would not look like his mom because right. the mom came from a, the Baines family, a not different the family. family. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, all that aside, it is a very enjoyable movie. And yes, definitely better than the second one. But for me, I would give it a four out of five. All right. So do you guys want to do like, I mean, how, how would you rate the entire trilogy? I think we've kind of already, you know, talked a little bit about that, but out of five or I don't know. How do you guys want to do? Like, yeah. Um. I, I guess we can rate it out of five. Yeah. yeah. Just mm. all three. Yeah, all, all three, three together. All three together works really, really well. Uh, even though the uh, second movie, obviously, we've all yeah. admitted is not. Uh, we as all good. agree. Second's yeah. a weakness. I think <laughs> if if a five out of five is the best that it can possibly be, and there's no problems with it, which I don't think there's any trilogy like that. Maybe the Lord of the Rings one. I still think that this one flows really well together and like i said before it's been it is entirely bingeable because you know every movie kind of just feels like a stepping stone to the next so i'd probably yeah. give like a four and a half for the entire trilogy i think i would, I would agree with that assessment yeah for 4.5 seems good for the trilogy as a whole yeah even I... even though the, like the second one is the weaker one and like it still flows so well like from the first to the second to the third yeah i Give it either, yeah, four point five sounds about right. Um, almost maybe a five, just because it's my favorite trilogy. Mm-hmm. 
That is true. But, it is also my favorite trilogy. Yeah. So it's up there. Like I said, it's like it's, like, it's I, up it, there. What yeah. I, I would have to rewatch the original Star Wars trilogy again. But you know, even even like tasted like the the Star Wars trilogy doesn't like. There's years between those those episodes. Whereas with this one, it's like it's just like a consistent line of like it, and it just goes straight into the next one. So yeah, I don't know. I am debating between a five, but I just I don't like the second yeah. movie as much as yeah. The, the second first one or does. The third. Second is definitely bringing me down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is would it, you give the whole thing, Nick? Uh, I'll give it a four, four and a half. Yeah, yeah, four, four and a half. Four point seven five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a one point five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're out of the down on you guys. We had to do it for the fiftieth episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we all agree that the ranking of the three movies is like the best one is the first one, second best is the third one, and the last is the second, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, like I said, like I said during like the review, it's like it's still a, like the second one is still like extremely watchable, and it's yeah, it's not like it's unwatchable. It's not bad. It's just right. it's just kind of it, mediocre compared to the other two in the series. Yeah, like I, I said, I felt like the second was was just too much of a refresher. You know, just like oh, it's been you know this many years, so we had to refresh you on what happened. You know, kind of thing. Actually, twenty twenty one doesn't help either. So <laughs> we gotta go to the past. But I mean, it's our future, but it's the past still. Yeah. Oh, um, now and, we have to. And rate... Who knows? Maybe, maybe I do have to take that out of the equation. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can do it any way you want. But huh? It's my honest opinion. Yeah. That's all we want. That's all we want. Not gonna change my opinion. This is just our opinions. There. There's no <laughs> right or wrong answer. Except Did you put on an Nick's. Irish accent for that? <laughs> yeah, there's no right to wrong answer. No right to wrong answer, but I'm I'm Irish, you know. So it it it's shown right there. It showed right. Well, there. My, yeah, ancestors, no. my ancestors were Irish, I should say. I, did they, did they, they look, look like you exactly? They just blocked me. I think I don't know. <laughs> Kidding. No, but I was gonna say like we should now rate uh, Back to the Future: The Ride in Universal Studios. I never got to go on it because they took it down. Uh, I, I didn't go on it either. So yeah. when I did, it was I was young, very young. Well, they took it down in like 2007 ish. Yeah, first time I <laughs> so, went to Universal so Studios Studios in California, not the one in Hollywood, um, was in like 2016. And we oh, wow. uh, used the Aerosmith ride instead. <laughs> Same thing, right? <laughs> Uh, I think it's a little bit different, right? Yeah. It's different. Yeah. All right. So, um, hey, congratulations on 50 episodes, guys. We yeah. did. Yeah, we did yeah. it. Season two, right? Well, yeah, we're in the middle of season two. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's only been three episodes so far. Four episodes. Yeah. yeah. Season one for cows. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah, four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. let's, yeah, I mean, let's start off the next batch of 50 episodes. Um, we're going to go back to a movie that was huge back in 2008. It blew up. It actually created its own subgenre in the uh, horror-thriller genre. Oh, um, I think I know what it is. And that Uh-oh. is Cloverfield from 2008. Oh! Never mind. I, oh! I, I was thinking Paranormal Activity. No, sir. <laughs> Found footage was started with Cloverfield back in 2008. Now, Blair Witch was before Cloverfield. 
Well, it got, it got extremely popularized uh, by Cloverfield. I'll rephrase that. Extremely popular okay, by yeah. Cloverfield. That's after Cloverfield. There's a boom of these types of movies. If you um, there, there if is. you look at the timeline, but this was directed by Matt Reeves. Um, last time I saw this movie was high school, so it's it's been a while. Yeah. I remember really and really enjoying it, but um, we'll see how it holds up in twenty twenty one. I think I've watched it within the last seven years. Whoa. Uh, so you're good. so yeah, you don't have to watch the. Ne- yeah, you don't have to watch it. Yeah, there you go. Less than I watched it two years ago. Years. I'm good. I was like, I think okay, I owned the DVD like two or three years ago. Yeah, I was like, I think I owned the DVD of Cloverfield. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Although I will say, last time I watched it, I think I got camera sick. So, yeah. you know, just a little uh, <laughs> warning, I guess. Yeah, definitely a lot of shaky cam. I gave it a one out of. Five because I threw up thirty minutes into it and couldn't finish it. Oh, man. oh spoilers! <laughs> uh, all jokes aside, uh, this is about five young New Yorkers who um, who throw their friend at a going away party the night of a monster the size of a skyscraper depends upon descends upon a city. Told from the point of view of their video camera, the film is a document of their attempt to survive the most surreal, horrifying event of their lives. Maybe this is more like. Maybe this one kicks. It didn't really kickstart the found footage thing, but maybe it kickstarted the whole like documentary style found footage thing. Because then after this, we got like um, that one with the superheroes and paranormal activity and stuff. Ah, I don't know. Yeah. It still is. It's a very important movie in that genre. That's all you gotta say. Nope. Anyway, uh, this stars. Uh, actually, it stars Matt Reeves who wrote the movie. He's the radio announcer, uh, but also stars Michael Stahl, David, T.J. Miller, Lizzie. Chaplin, Jessica Lucas, and a bunch of other people who I don't recognize their names, but they are important. Don't worry. So yeah, I think it's you know you you guys wanted me to pick more of a horror movie because you know it's it, by it's, when we're recording the next episode, it could be closer to Halloween. The episode's not going to release until after Halloween, but you know just wanted to do um, a rewatch of this movie because I remember really enjoying it when I was. A yeah, high school yeah. brain DME. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was a enjoyable movie. Makes me more excited for my pick. So. Oh. Right. Oh. Yeah, my I mean, pick's not even a, on the radar. Isn't there a remake of Cloverfield? Isn't uh, like there's, well, there's, no, there's pseudo there's pseudo sequels. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, there's uh, the Cloverfield Lane, and then. Parrot Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. That's the one on the Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane was originally not a Cloverfield movie, and then they kind of made it into one, if I remember correctly. They kind of yeah. just shoehorned yeah, that I was in. And then a different the Paradox. Movie. Maybe it's more Independence Day ripoff kind of thing. Um, super. I know that's great. Super 8. Yeah, Super, Super 8. 8. That's like kind of related. It's like. Well, it's J.J. Well, it Abrams. Can... But and it like JJ I think produced Cloverfield if I remember right. Yeah. And yep. then yeah, Super Eight is more of a like love song to Spielberg, like eighties movies I mean, like Goonies and stuff. Doesn't matter. I mean I was just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, if you don't want to be spoiled or if you want to join the conversation for Cloverfield uh, ooh, excuse me. Just uh, watch the movie before the next episode um uploads in Two weeks, two weeks, and um, thank you everyone who's listened to the past fifty episodes. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure recording with both you know the current crew and uh, the past crew with Coco involved. 
um, was always a pleasure doing them. And like I said, hopefully we're going to do uh, 50 more. More. Excited. A lot of yeah. episodes on the way. Yes. And yes, we still need your fan recommendations. Don't worry about that. Uh, I think you all know the drill by now. Either send us an email at uh, film freaks with a Z at the end. I'm sorry. Wait. Film f f dot film freaks with a z at the end at gmail.com I guess I don't even know the drill. Man, Callus is um, the newest one. <laughs> yeah, he's he is he's the only one here who's actually submitted fan Alice, votes. You are the new master. It's true. Yes, I'll I'll, I'll be the host from now on. All right, go pick it up. <laughs> yeah, come on, Callus. Go, oh, go. but you can't finish it since you started. No, it. Go, ahead. go go on. Uh, <laughs> ff.filmfreaks yep. at gmail.com send your fan recommendations there or or blog <laughs> uh see <laughs> discord uh-huh discord. you can talk Twitter. in the movie stuff section on my discord or you can comment on the latest episode of film freaks with a z um to recommend a movie for us which will go into the fan vote which takes place on the same day that tay's recommendation episode is uploaded so keep your eyes peeled for that. We're always looking for more movies that are... Rec- uh, we need more recommendations from the listeners. Boom. All right. Anyone else have anything they want to say before we end the 50th episode? Happy October 21st. Yes. Happy October 21st, and thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Alrighty. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> I am Yummy the Ferret, and I've been here with Grady Waffles, Damation, and Just Callus. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. No browns. Later. <laughs>